the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimbo? Well, today is an episode with just you and I, which are usually often my favorites. We've come up with a great topic today. I'm really excited to talk about it. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while and we haven't recorded in a while. So it's good to be together and it's good to be here on Recording Thursday. And our topic is the 10 things that we've learned since running this podcast six years ago. And it's kind of crazy to think six years. Credit goes to you for the topic. Make sure you get that credit. But the... It's just weird. I think it's been six years. And you're right. I don't feel like I've seen you much lately. Although we have talked via text pretty much every single day. But And we saw each other on Tuesday. But still, you know what? I need your warmth, Jimbo. I need I need you close to me. Um, well, funny. Very funny. Summers are different. We're, we, we're always a little bit busier and doing our own things in summertime. I think we, we actually check in more during the winter. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I don't know if you need my warmth. It's plenty warm here. But next week, I'm going to Minnesota for four days with my college buddy. So that'll be fun. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, do you want to kick us off with the the first of the, of the things that we've learned over the last six years? Of course. So the first thing that we've learned is that you can't do everything. And that message permeates sort of many of our episodes, what we talk about in the Guild, what we talk about in the Facebook group. And it has many dimensions. You can't do everything well. You can't do everything alone. You can't do everything you want to do. You know, it's such a mantra, I think, for Maximum Lawyer. That's why I sort of put it first, because we see people, the more focused they get, the more narrow their target audience is, the better systems that they end up building, the more they attract the right kind of clients. And in every aspect, whether it's running your firm or marketing or picking practice areas, if you try to do everything, you're not going to be very good at anything. Yeah, I, re- I remember and I distinctly remember this feeling that I had. It was really early on. Like I'm talking like the first six months of me having my practice. And I was carrying this box around with stuff in it. So because, you know, we, we still get mail. We, you know, so there's still paper. We were paperless, but we still like got mail and stuff. And usually things in that box were things I needed to do. And I remember 
getting like really early on, like getting everything done in that box. Right. And thinking like, Oh my gosh, I got everything done. And it felt so amazing, but you really like your box when, as you begin to grow, you'll never finish what's in that box, right? You'll never finish what's in that box, especially if you try to do it all yourself. It just, it, it just won't happen. And you have to get over that. And it took me a long time to get past that whole feeling of, Oh, I can do it all myself. I can do it all myself. I mean, I tried for a really long time to do everything myself and you just can't do it. It's there's not enough time in a day. And let's say you are able to do it all yourself, hypothetically, which you're not, you know, we won't do it well. It's just like general practitioners versus people that that, that specialize. You're going to, the specialists do a far better job at their work. They just do. Sorry. I'll fight you on that one. You'll do a better job. It's the same thing when it comes to every, every other part of your practice. Find people that do really, really good work on those particular things. And then you do the things that you're really, really good at. Well, that's a great segue into number two. Do you want to go ahead and introduce that topic? Yeah. Number two is hire people to fill in your gaps. And we do, we, all, we just kind of talked about that a little bit, but you have to figure out, you've got to do this self-assessment, right? You've got to figure out the things that you are not good at. And then hire people to do those things. Um, it's it's a pretty simple concept, but by far of, of this list, maybe the hardest thing to get over. Right? It might be the hardest thing to get over because let's use trial lawyers are a, are a really good example, right? Because trial some trial lawyers are really really good at running firms and also really really good at trying cases. You can't do both, unfortunately. It's just not something you can do. So Jimmy's getting the stick out. I wonder what the stick's about, but the uh, you can't do everything. And so you got you to hire people. If you think about the people that we've seen really struggle inside and outside the guild, people that have come on the show, it's because they hold on too tightly. They hold on to control. They they may have been burned in hiring one other person. But you you raised a great point. You have to know yourself and you have to give yourself permission to be yourself. And, you know, Gary V talks all the time about how in school, they always tell you to sort of shore up your weaknesses and sort of not focus on your strengths. If you want to scale and if you want to grow, it's really going to be important that you play to your strengths and find the people who are strong at doing the things that you don't like to do or that you're not good at. I remember my bookkeeper had been a failed paralegal at our firm and we moved her over into collecting bills and getting the bills paid and collecting money. And six months later, she said, Jim, I found my purpose in life. And like that, that's like the worst thing, like calling someone and asking them for money that they owe me is an anathema to me. It's something I have no interest in. So there are people out there who love to do what you hate to do. So go find them and put them to work. Yeah. <laughs> a little side story. I remember one time a client gave me a check. And I put it in my pocket and I accidentally washed my uh, the check in my pocket. And I hated calling people, asking people for money so much that I didn't even ask that guy to give me a new check. It was like for like a traffic ticket. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like thousands of dollars, but like I never even, I did that for free. Didn't even go and get the new check from the guy because I didn't want to ask for it. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's so true. I, th- this is really, really important. Let's get on to numero tres. All right. So this is one of my favorites. And this is something that comes up in our guild masterminds. It comes up on the show and people can fight us all that they want. But if you want to compete in 2022 and beyond, you have to understand that you are a content producer 
who happens to be a lawyer. Sort of, and I think you could also say you're a business owner who happens to be a lawyer, but for now we're focusing on content that you need to be thinking of yourself as a content creator and you don't necessarily have to make it super complicated or, or spend a lot of money. You just need to document your journey. I mean, if you Tyson had documented everything that happened to you as a law firm owner from when you started until now, I mean, think of all the value that would give to people that are going through the same thing, who are struggling. Or if you if you created content about a case and walk people through the journey, you don't need to you know hire a studio. You don't need to spend all this money. You just need to be interesting and use your phone to create some content. Yeah, it really gets people to you're educating clients. I think that, that's the main thing is you're educating clients, but you're getting them to you know the, use the phrase "no like it, trust you." I mean. I can only imagine how entertaining it would have been if I would have documented the times whenever, like the first office that I rented was, it was inside of basically a warehouse attached to an office and they threw some cubicles in it. And then after that, they renovated the building and we were, there were 12 of us stuck in a big conference room for a month answering phones. Like think like just picture 12 people, lawyers, paralegals, legal assistants, all in one conference room answering for like they're all separate firms by the way right crammed in there getting worked on like like that would have been super entertaining but like I, I and i do think people will appreciate those things too like the the sacrifices that you're making it's not all you know sitting in a big you know wonderful looking office overlooking the river in st louis you know it's not all that you know it's um there, there's other hard times that you're going through i think people do really do appreciate those things they really like to see those things and I mean, I also want to point out, it's you don't have to do all the documenting. You can have other people that do the documenting. You can get people involved in your firm that do that documenting. And you're sort of the star of the show, but they can do the documentation of it, meaning, you know, taking photographs, doing doing Facebook posts, doing Instagram posts, things like that. So it doesn't, it doesn't just have to be you. If you think you're creating enough content, you aren't. You're wrong. You're not creating enough content. So no matter how much you're creating, I push you to create more. And you can certainly leverage the people in your firm. Ryan McKean's doing that on TikTok. He's on their TikTok, you know, maybe once a week. It's all other people in his firm. Yeah. And luckily, we've got Amy in my firm to take care of Instagram reels and TikTok. All right, let's get to the next one. And I see some Facebook posts and I see people make comments. I'm not going to zero in on anybody, but that they kind of want to just have a firm and then just make a bunch of money and not really have to do much. But number four is running a law firm is hard. Okay. It is hard. It is not something that is easy. It is a stressful thing. And I, going in, you've got to know that. I, I think some of the books that are out there sort of glamorize it in a way. Some of the, the courses that you see out there glamorize it in a way. There is a lot that, that is great about running a law firm. That's fantastic, right? I'm I'm working. You are you at home today, Jim? I'm, a, I'm at work. Okay, so I'm 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 working from home today because I wanted to, right? I'm just because I wanted to. I didn't. There's no one that says, "Hey, Tyson, you got to go to the office." I've got a lot of autonomy, but it is hard, very very hard. You can't stress it enough. It's a hard thing, and as you grow, it gets even harder. If you think it's hard as a solo, wait till you add a couple dozen people to your firm. It is exponentially harder and it doesn't get any easier. So I think it's important that people know that. I think that other than raising children, it's the hardest thing you'll probably ever do. Now you might have other traumas and things in your life that are harder, but the act of building something big or well run 
is hard. And you're right. It's ongoing. You know, we have our course maximum law minimum time and we give access to that to everybody in the guild. And one of the things that I've noticed is that we'll have people who are sort of at stage one and they really want to be at stage three yesterday. And they see that a lot of other people are succeeding and they're seeing that they're doing one thing well or two things well, and they want to be like that person, but they don't always, they sort of want to jump ahead and they don't necessarily put in the legwork and do the right things to get to stage three. And so you're right. It's always evolving. There's always something else. It's never ending and you've got to be in it for the long haul. You're right. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where you, you may find something that does really, really well for you, like getting you business. Right. But the, the reality is that like, let's take whenever I started my practice 10 years ago, right. I was able to clean house 12 years ago. I was able to clean house with pay-per-click ads, right? It was super cheap with criminal defense. I was, it was like shooting fish in a barrel for me. I was getting all these cases. And then guess what? People found out about it and they started doing it. So you, you now, now what's big is video and Instagram reels and TikTok. It's constantly evolving. So you may think that you've got something figured out and then you've got to adjust because things change and you, you got to know that that's part of it. So, all right, Jim, we'll get you number five. So number five on our list is, and I, and I really look at you as doing this well, better than me, is you need a hobby. You need to have something outside of your family, outside of your work, that is something fun for you to do, something to focus on, and something um, where you can just completely clear your mind and go do that. Now, for me, for a really long time, my hobby was coaching my sons in baseball. I really enjoyed that. I coached for 12 years, I think, and I loved doing it. Now it's much more about Noor and just focusing on her and her softball. But for me, I, I, I am surprised to admit that we are getting ready to start playing pickleball. Amani and I, we're going to start playing pickleball. <laughs> Because that's what old people do, right? <laughs> it's so, such an old person's sport. Oh, I'm really so excited. I'm really excited. So so you need to have something to clear your head that's completely law, law, not law related, not entrepreneur related, and just lets you focus on something outside of what you're doing day to day. Yeah, that's so funny. This is something that took me a while to get around to as well. You know, I, I don't I mean, I, other than drinking bourbon, which I don't really consider a hobby and I don't really drink it that much. I like to it's it's really collecting bourbon because I don't really drink it that much. But flying, it was it was one of those things that I've always wanted to do. It was not it's not the easiest thing to get into. I mean, you can I mean, it's easy to start, by the way. All you need is a little bit of cash and, and you can start pretty easy to start. But going through the process was really fairly difficult because you're having to learn something that's brand new. But I will tell you, it is really nice having that outlet, you know, like really having that outlet, you know, being up in the sky, flying an airplane, having some time to yourself. Uh, really is. I agree. It's it's something that for me, it's it's some good thinking time, but it's also, it allows me to rethink the business too. Like we, we have reformulated much of what we've done in the firm based upon pilot checklist. And it is, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody about it whenever you want, if, if anybody wants to, but we, we now use a buttload of checklists and they're, they're more like big picture checklists, not like, you know, down to the nitty gritty stuff, but it's a, it's something that, you know, having a hobby allows you to look at things from a different perspective. And I, I mean, if you can have multiple hobbies, good, good on you. 
I mean, that's fantastic. I think it's it's really good. So it's good for the brain, Jimbo. I really do. I really yeah, so. yeah. And for me, you know, one of the things I love to do that I've always loved to do since I was a kid is read novels. And I've I've definitely adapted my life and things at the firm based on things that I've read in novels, not just you know how to books. So yeah, for sure. When you can take lessons learned from those outside interests, that's even better. For sure. All right, let's get to the next one. Number six: small thinking equals small results. So true. This is something that I have always struggled with, you know, and I'd say Amy and I have both struggled with really is, is that thinking small, thinking small. It's that uh, what, what Christopher Nicolaisen put, what middle-class mindset. And uh, I think, I think that's a, maybe it's a David Nagel thing. I'm not hundred percent positive, but you know, it's it's amazing the 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 caps that we put on ourselves. It really, really is. If if you told me, Jimbo, back twelve years ago that we would be spending the amount of money that we make to like that we spend today, like I'm talking about spend the amount of money I was thinking about this yesterday, how much money we spend on a monthly basis to run the firm. If you would have told me that back twelve years ago, I would not have believed you because I would have told you I was not making enough money to do that. And it's, it's something, it's these lies to, that you tell yourself and it is hard to remove those lies, to remove that negative talk, but you, it's a process you need to go through. You need to hire someone like the Jason Selks of the world, or Jim, you might have some other coaches that you might recommend, but you need to go through that process. If you've got that limiting mindset, because it's really going to limit you. It's going to limit your firm. It's going to limit your success because you really can do whatever you want. It's just a matter of opening your mind to it. Running your own practice can be scary, whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm, or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license. The stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time is a step-by-step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. One of the things that I learned from Dan Sullivan was a question that he asked himself when he was young, which is, how far can I go? And I ask myself that about our firm all the time. How far can we go? And, you know, we could, that's so funny that you mentioned how much money you spend every month to run your firm. There are people in the guild and in the big group who, if, if they thought about that number, well, then they have thought about that number and it freaks them out and it keeps them small. So, and small doesn't necessarily mean a small firm. Small is just small thinking leads to small lives. Right. So, I mean, say what you want about the two of us. We have pretty big, wholehearted lives and we have a lot of fun. And and it's because we've allowed ourselves to sort of work past. I mean, your dad is a mechanic and my dad didn't finish high school. So we've, you know, learned from them and we've learned a lot from them. But we've also, you know, thought beyond the strictures of what we were born into. Yeah. Is really interesting the conversations that I have with my dad, right? And uh, it's it's funny. I, I don't know if I realize your dad also had not graduated high school, so neither one of our dads have graduated high school, which is kind of a cool thing. My dad went back and got his GED. I don't know if your dad did. He did. Oh yeah, nice. Went back and got their GEDs. It's good. But it really is like my dad to this day, even though he runs a successful business, 
he has got a very like, he made a comment to me it pissed me off so much it was uh it was about I don't know, about a year ago probably you know oh you make too much money he's like that's what he said to me and i was like you you've got to be kidding me but like it's it's one of those things that he grew up super poor like they didn't have a bathroom right like and I, things that i can't i just can't imagine i just can't imagine but so he still he still struggles with that and i we do have some good conversations about that and i I think I have sort of opened his mind a little bit, but he's getting to that point where, I mean, he's about to retire, you know? So he's, he's getting to that point where I, I do feel like he's sort of given up some opportunities over his life because he has had that limiting mindset. All right. Turning to number seven, if you get stuck, tell someone and then take some small action. This is really important. I find myself, and, and this comes from me, I find myself oftentimes playing tight and I maybe get into a rut and I do the same thing over and over and I feel a little bit stuck and I don't want to do anything other than stay stuck. And the two things that have really helped me sort of break out of that is one, to just sort of say it out loud. I might tell you that. I might tell my buddy Brent that. I might tell Imani that. Yesterday, I even told my kids about something I was stuck on. So just verbalizing it, that's like the first step towards getting out. And then the second part of that really comes from Jason's talk, Jason Silk's talk, where, you know, what's the one thing, what's one thing I can do now to make things better? What, and in the old days, I always frame that as what's the next right thing to do. And I, I like Jason's formulation better because sometimes you don't know what the next best thing to do is. You don't know what the best, putting, asking yourself what's the best thing to do puts a lot of pressure on it. But asking yourself, what's one thing I can do to make it better really gives you movement. Yeah, I I like Jason's way too. It's it's kind of calming when you do it. You, you know, when you when you're talking about this, it makes me think of, and I'm going to get the NASA spacecraft wrong. Okay, so I'm not even going to guess. But they were NASA was was facing this problem, and they had this massive spaceship, but they couldn't figure out how to turn it right. And one of the things you need to turn was the rudder because the rudder was big. It was so big they couldn't turn it. So <laughs> the solution though was trim tabs. Right. They put tiny little trim tabs on these that they're, they're little, but they help move the rudder. Right. So the little trim tab moves the big rudder. Right. And so these little actions, that's what made me think about it, is is taking those. You've got a big problem. You don't know the solution to it. You tell somebody about it and you take some small action to help big, move the big problem. That's what it made me think about is, is those little trim tabs. So making those small decisions are the trim tabs on the big decisions. And it's it's interesting because I, I think that is how kind of how life works a little bit. You know, the way you put it, you know, if you're stuck, tell someone. And I think a lot of times we are afraid, even to this day, I'm a little afraid whenever I, I get stuck on something. I, I, at this point, you know, we want to tell ourselves that we think we should know everything. You know, we, oh, we're, we're running these law practices and we're successful and we're attorneys. And we shouldn't have to ask for help. That's not true, right? You and I screw up things all the time. It's just how life works. And so if you do get stuck on something, tell somebody about it and then make those small actions. Love it. Love it, Jimbo. All right, let's go to number eight. Say no a lot more often. And this is something for me, I've I've told myself it's the year of no. I've said yes way too much. And it is nice being able to say no to that. When When you give yourself that permission to tell people no, it, it is liberating, Jimmy. Um, I don't know if you've done it yet, but you need to give yourself permission to say no because it's a hard thing to do whenever someone asks you for a favor. And I got a Facebook 
message the other day and it it really angered me whenever I first saw it but then because it was it was uh I'm not gonna pull it up but it was like uh hey I need you to tell me something it was a that was a legal question it started like hey I need you to tell me something it's like wait 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 what do you think what do you think that how does this thing work but I said hey it was it took some advice from baby she, she's like well just say you know hey we don't handle those cases or whatever, whatever. But if you have more questions, you can call the office. So I refuse to answer the question, right? So I, I, I said no in a way. So it's, it's, it's a liberating thing. I think you're right. It's a muscle you need to develop. I think you need to anticipate the kinds of things that you want to say no to. I think that's a good trick. Is that you have to say to yourself when you when you hear things like "got a minute" or "Hey, can I pick your brain?" or you know, this, I got a question for you. It'll just take a, a little bit of time, you know, then, then your radar should be going in overdrive. And it's nice to have ways to offload those people. So if you can direct them somewhere like you did, that's nice, but it's also okay, completely okay to say no or not now. Yeah. And I, it's funny. I mean, I, I think about the times where like I've been told no, you know, and it's, it's not like it makes me mad. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I usually respect it when, if someone has told me no about something, then, Hey, I respect it. It's good. I, and I, I, I've always kind of wished I had that sort of thing that I've always been, I wish I would have always been able to say no to things on a regular basis, but some people just have it It, it, because it is a muscle, something you've got to learn over time. No, no doubt in my mind. So Number nine, and this goes back to being able to tell someone about when you're stuck. Number nine is you need a group of trusted advisors. And this doesn't have to be all a group all in one place. You, you sort of want to you want to design your life board of directors. And so for me, I have my therapist, my coach, I have you, I have Amani, and increasingly I have my adult children. They actually have good advice on things, which is interesting and fun, but you want to have that built out so that you can break through isolation that when you do get stuck, you have people to go to. And, you know, there's value in hearing what they have to say. And there's also value in hearing yourself say things out loud. This is one of the reasons why we built the guild out was because the big group had gotten so big that we wanted to have that place where, I mean, you and I participate in the guild as much as if we were members as we do as the people running it. So having a place like the guild where you can come and explain things to people or ask things where you're stuck, that's a really fast way to get that group of trusted advisors. Yeah. And it's funny. Like you think with the internet, you, you like you have access to all the, all the knowledge, right? You have access to all the knowledge and so you can, do whatever you want with your firm and be the best firm, whatever. But I've made so much like more, like, like I won't put it that way. I, my, I've improved my firm so much myself and my firm so much just by the little tidbits I've learned from other people inside the guild. Like it is amazing. The things that have, have really expanded my knowledge, you know, when, especially when you get to the point where you think, you know, it all and you really don't. But I will also say this though, having, that external board of advisors, um, having those people to talk to, super, super critical. But I would also say having that inside of your own firms as you grow, really, really important too. Not just having that external, but internal as well, because sometimes it can feel like you're just doing this all by yourself. And, and until you have that internal board, 
you, you feel like you're alone on an island. But then once you add that in, you're like, okay, we're making this decision together. We're making, this is a team effort. When you're making a big decision that the rest of the firm isn't going to like, it's, you're, you're not taking all the heat. It is, it is a lot, a lot easier for you. So really, really recommend that. But we're getting close on time. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to number 10, which is give yourself a break because you can't be perfect. And I will, I'm going to add on to this, Jimmy, pat yourself on the back too, right? You're, you're doing good work. You're doing really, really good work. I, like Jim, you are doing amazing work. You are getting people to the United States that have always, their dream has been to get to this country. Like that is an amazing, just amazing thing that I'm sure you forget about sometimes. That you forget, you you deal with a, a crappy client about something and then you forget that you've just made their dream come true, right? That is what you've done. And for us, like we are helping people rebuild their lives. They've gone through something that has really just turned everything on its head. And we're, we're helping people get through that. And that's, that's something we got to remember and give ourselves a pat on the back. But also, whenever you make a mistake, which you will do, every one of us will make a mistake. If, if you, one of you calls me and says you've been perfect your entire career, I will call you a liar to your face because it's just not true, right? You, we all make mistakes and it happens. Move on. Gary Vee says, if you want to make yourself feel better, go hang out at the old folks home and you'll figure out what's important. But if you're not giving yourself a break and if you're being hard on yourself and you want to make yourself feel better, just go to a, a bar meeting on marketing or running a firm and you'll giggle at how far advanced you are just by being in the big group and listening to this podcast. I mean, we are playing high level chess while most lawyers are barely playing checkers. And I don't mean to sound arrogant about that. It's just a fact. So we are very hard on ourselves and we compare ourselves to other people in the guild or whatever, but we are operating so far beyond the majority of lawyers and law firm owners that we really should give ourselves a pat on the back. I do. I remember the time you and I, Gary Berger asked the two of us to go speak at a bar event and we were talking, I don't remember the topic, but it was a pretty basic topic, like pretty basic. Like I'm talking like real. Like, like branded email addresses or something. Yes. Yeah. Like something really, really basic. And the, <laughs> seeing people's eyes like gloss over, it was like, whoa, we should have done this down, man. That this, it was, it was surprising. But yes, totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> On that note, let's wrap. Before we do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group if you've not done so already. If you want a more high-level conversation, join us in the Guild, maxlawguild.com. I'm just really enjoying the conversations that are going on in there right now. So check us out. And then while you're listening to the rest of this episode with our tip and our hacks, give us a five-star review. We would appreciate it. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Next time you come to St. Louis... I'm bringing you to Lifetime Fitness. And in fact, I might even propose, I know we're supposed to go to Hannibal to meet Becca halfway, but there's a conference room at Lifetime Fitness that we could meet at. I want to give you both a tour. This place opens at five o'clock in the morning. It closes at 11 o'clock at night, every day, seven days a week. It's got, you know, probably 30 treadmills. It's enormous. You can get, I'm getting my haircut there on Friday. I get a hydro massage for free every morning, which is just this machine you sit on and it runs this water on your back really hard. I've been exercising each day. There's a cafe, there's office space, there's a movie theater that you can borrow or rent. It's unbelievable. You won't believe it when I show it to you. I've been like, I told Amani, I've been like the lifetime fitness lounge lizard. I'm just hanging out there. It's really comfortable. It's just a great, great space. The people are really nice and it's it's gotten me to the gym every day this week, and it's just an experience. And I think that's what we need to think about 
as law firm owners is how can we take something that's ordinary and really make it extraordinary? Because this place is just unbelievable. I'm pulling it up now. Lifetime.life.com. Athletic. Oh, maybe that's the wrong one. But I don't know. That's that's interesting. Uh, okay, I'm 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 looking forward to it. That's exciting. That's an interesting concept, and it makes me think. Like, okay, what can we do at our firms to help to do things like that? So that's got my my brain moving. But all right. So my tip of the week is I was looking. You had um, mentioned. So you actually, I think, what triggered this again with me is I got an email from your personal assistant telling me. It was not a text message from Jim Hacking. It was a an email from from his assistant saying that he was that Jim, Mr. Hacking was unavailable for our meeting. <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell is this bullshit?" You know, <laughs> uh, and uh, anyways, it was funny, but it reminded me that I wanted to go back and find a personal assistant. And so I just I searched, you know, personal assistant um, near me, and this what the one of the, there was a, a paid ad at the top. It was for Wing. I was like, oh, I was just curious. Let's check this out. I cannot recommend Wing enough. There's an app. There's also like the personal assistant or you can get an executive assistant. You can get a social media assistant, whatever you want. There are a bunch of different types of assistants. It's a one flat rate for a full-time person. I think I'm paying $11.99 for an executive assistant. So they are more high level than the just personal assistants that they have, the VAs. And they are either in India Philippines, or um, they, they just said Latin America. So they didn't say they didn't say which country it was, but it is quite amazing. And the built-in dashboard with Wing, you can do video tutorials. You can build out workflows. There are tasks that you can just assign to them, all from the app. It is really, really incredible. I do have a referral code, Jimmy. If you want it, I'll give it to you. But the but it's it's really really cool. I I was blown away. I'm rarely blown away the way I was when it comes to technology, especially because the technology piece of it is amazing. But then also you've got the just what you get. Really thinking about like 11.99 for someone like a really really good VA. Super super incredible. So I highly recommend it. All right, Jimbo. It's been fun. I know it's a little bit longer than normal, but uh, yeah. it was worth it. So good stuff. All right, bud. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.